everybody, and welcome to the bonus episode. The bonus. We champagne. love a bonus. We love a bonus. 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 Oh, I didn't get one this year because I'm unemployed. <laughs> I didn't get one either. I didn't get one uh, when I was employed because there was this weird like we're not going to give anybody bonuses. We're going to give raises, which really uh, sure. Ends up- no, I mean, it's not like if it was like a $10,000 raise, maybe, yeah. but like, you know, at least it's not a jelly of the month club. Um, I would fucking rock <laughs> a jelly of the month club. What would be you your right favorite? Like, what would the jelly that you're most excited about be? I'm a raspberry jelly person. Uh, Ooh, I love a good raspberry, a good framboise jelly uh, is my fave. I do have two varying uh, jams in my fridge that, or in my cu- cupboard that I haven't opened yet that are fancy pants. One is a blueberry bourbon. Uh, oh. And the other is a big something or other so i don't know if you just want to have like toast one day i'll bring them over yeah i'm baking some like bread now so toast. um i also not that this is jelly of the month club or it's boob related so get excited <laughs> watch watch Yay! this tangent Jen so when i was in high school i worked at a hot dog stand that's fine that's enough information and uh it was uh, like a trailer uh in i'm from a very small town and it was just owned by like the neighbor's stepdad and and they just sold hot dogs okay fine and um there was a lady who came to the hot dog stand so the lady the wife who used to work in the hot dog stand used to drink all day she would have wine coolers in the fridge and she would just drink all day so by about six o'clock the dinner rush tanked anyway this woman came up to order her hot dogs and she was a larger lady she had some larger boobies and some larger she was she was zaftig (laughs) i believe the people would say thank you anyway the the woman who the co-owner of the hot dog stand as i'm trying to take this woman's order is giggling like a mad woman behind me because she's drunk on strawberry wine coolers (laughs) and as this woman walks away to go sit at the picnic table and wait for her hot dogs the owner shouts must be jam because jelly don't shake like that and uh, oh my god 16 year old me was horrified um and has never forgotten (laughs) wow that's next level that's western new york a okay. jelly of the month club kids <laughs> anyway jelly. bubbles so, so she was drinking bubbles which hence the story but they were not good bubbles they, uh, bad, I'm sorry bad bubbles. I, I just i'm lost in the image of bartles and james uh <laughs> anyway Movies. so yeah last week we talked about sparkling wine and all the many things about sparkling wine from cocktails to varieties to how they're made to Claudette's and our future children, Clara. Um, <laughs> oh, little Clara Sean Jen just loves the quotes from Napoleon the best. <laughs> oh, she's going to be so worldly. So uh, worldly. But so by now, hopefully you've gone to the store, you've taken our advice, you've gone to the store, you've bought several cases of wine. Why not? You're, you're looking at them with questions, namely, how do I store this? What temperature do I serve it at? And how do I open it without looking like somebody's like pointing a rubber band at me? You know, that look when you stretch <laughs> yes. a little bit and point it. Like everybody makes that same look. It's true. It's true. Oh, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Yeah. It's true. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, definitely the there's there's some tips involved there. And we just wanted to, you know, do a little bonus basics, right? Well, like we're, we're basically white ladies with a pumpkin spice latte right now. That basically are. I'm going to drink some right now. <laughs> Ooh, you love your pumpkin spice latte, don't you, Sean? Oh, I love I love the bubbles in my latte. 
that that's, means it's bad. <laughs> I just, um, I know I said this before, but I want to reiterate, I'm drinking the Schramsberg Blanc de Blanc 2017 vintage, and this is just phenomenal. If you can get your hands on a bottle, this stuff is absolute class. I love it. Anyway. Uh, I so, get some cupcake because I'm trash. No, I'm just kidding. It is also delicious. Uh, it is a delicious Italian Prosecco. There you go. Prosecco. Yeah, I don't know it's why. It's Prosecco. Like anyway. Now, now I'm a Chelsea footballer wife. <laughs> Oh, I never watched that show. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when you buy your case of champagne, you probably got it a few days before the party. Not that we're having parties because of pandemics. Um, you by yourself just got your cha- your case of champagne. Yeah. Um, you want to keep it in a dark place. You want to keep it in a place where the temperature is steady. Like my soul. If you can keep your champagne in Jen wearing soul. Um, <laughs> It'll be the perfectly dark and chilly. I believe for the holiday season, there is a discount on parking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but you want, you want dark and you want uh, the most important thing is constant temperature. You're not probably going to have something someplace in your home. That's 54, 56 degrees. But if you have someplace that doesn't spike in heat and cold, that's where you want to keep it. So Astorians don't put it next to the radiator. <laughs> don't put it next to the radiator. Don't put it next to the window that doesn't close. Right. Don't put which it in, in my apartment are in the same exact place, which is why I have a hat on and a t-shirt because <laughs> we're just confused. Well, yeah, I'm sweating. Yeah. See uh, it's yeah. And, but at like 1am when that shuts off, you'll be an ice cube. I'll be, I will be an ice cube. So yeah. Uh, keep your champagne then in that scenario in the middle of the room. The middle of the room, under generally under a table is usually a safe place. I was going to say under a blanket. <laughs> under a blanket. Uh, I have a closet that doesn't touch an outside wall. Ooh. Uh, so it tends to remain a constant temperature. I tend keep stuff in there if I can. Uh, if you have Smart. a closet that ha- where the wall is adjacent to the outside, you, there's probably a temperature fluctuation in there. You don't want to yeah. do that. Uh, but when it comes time for the party and you need to chill these... Champagne and sparkling wine should be served chilled. I yeah, mean, don't be a don't be an animal. Don't be an animal. Put it uh, in the fridge. 40, 46, 40 to, 40 to 45 degrees is a great temperature. Oh, so, did you forget to chill it? Take a damp towel, wrap yes. it around your bottle, and put it in the freezer. Put it in the freezer, and then once you've opened it and you've poured it and it's not empty, you should have a tub. Right, you should have. A Tupperware container or a yeah, not you know, your bathtub necessarily. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you you know? It depends on how much you have. I threw a party once. This was uh, oh gosh, I think probably 15, 16 years ago now. Uh, you were seven. <laughs> no, <laughs> at the um, had a friend from college come back in town, and his office got him a room at the Waldorf Astoria Delightful. back before it was condos. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we threw a hotel room party at the Waldorf Astoria on like the 30 something floor. And we were, thought you? we were so fancy. We're, I mean, we're fresh out of college. We're, we filled the bathtub with ice. Very fancy. And forties and like cheap white wine. And because I'm me, I brought some sparkling. Why wouldn't you? Why would, you know, you I, got I, a tub filled with ice. Uh, we also, when I was a nanny, they were having some house repairs done. So we moved out of the Upper East Side apartment and into the Waldorf in the suite that Brad and Angelina uh, normally have. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> where we were oh. for a, where we were for a year. But obviously during that summer, they were in the Hamptons. So when I wasn't in the Hamptons with them, sometimes I just had to stay in the suite. I also had rehearsals in the suite <laughs> and I ordered sometimes Waldorf salads because of the irony. I love a Waldorf salad. I, I love, love them when it's $82 and someone else is buying. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I ever had a Waldorf salad was at a Fogo de Chao in Minneapolis. Doesn't make any sense, but it sounds delicious. Um, it's so tasty. Walnuts, celeries, apple, and mayonnaise. You can't go wrong. You, re- I mean, you, I mean, come on, put mayonnaise on anything. It's delicious. That's right. Put mayonnaise um, so on yeah, mayonnaise. So your, your Prosecco, your sparkling should go in a bath of ice whatever vessel you choose uh, to keep it cold. Uh, There is also, um, if you have such a bottle, you can put um, like a knife in. Have you ever done this? Uh, I haven't done this. I've seen it done. I I don't have a knife that would. Right. Um, uh, I use, because it's really the metal. It's not a, it doesn't have to be a knife. Um, I happen to have a fondue pot. Ah. from the 70s i think it was my parents and i used the little fondue picks and there's something about the metal that keeps things from going flat yeah the the co2 tends to collect around the fork and then when you pull it out it disperses back into the liquid rather than uh, on the side of the bottle where it just exits so all that science aside buy (laughs) a fondue pot yeah (laughs) you can also use one of the forks but make sure you know which color to clean your birdcage bottom Please don't mix those into the Prosecco. <laughs> uh, Just saying. <laughs> there are a number of like wine preservation things you can do. There's those little handy little vacuum clips that you can put on top and yada yada. But the truth is you're throwing a party. The wine's, it's it's going to go It's going to get enough. drank. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't worry about it. But do and keep And again, it if it doesn't, you throw a little champagne or you throw a little orange juice in it in the morning and you have it with your, yeah. with your cornflakes. Who cares? The one exception I will say to that is if you have a fancy bottle. If you have something that you've spent a lot of money on that you're particularly excited about or interested in, open it cold and don't let it get too cold. Don't put it in the back of the fridge where it's touching the fridge and, and get dropped um, into 30 Don't do degrees. that ever. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah, just don't do that. And, and pour it in your glass and let it sit for you know 45 seconds and come up in temperature a little bit because some of the finer, like a Blanc de Blanc, something that's 100% Chardonnay, a lot of the nuance and the fun flavors that you get out of that are going to come to life when it's a little warmer. That's a good tip. So if you've got a fancier bottle that you really want, you're excited about or you want to share the expression of it with your other whiny friends. Uh... I want some! <laughs> the other... One thing I learned um, from uh, a Psalm person, uh, influencer in London that I follow. I don't know. I liked all of those words in a row. (laughs) Uh, Is you take your good bottles and you put them in your bedroom. And then you and four friends every now and then sneak away and have a little bit and come back a little bit merrier. And that way the the peasants. Okay. First of all, that tip was shared with me by a bartender when I was in high school. You put the good stuff in a corner, right? And you like, whether it's the hard liquor and everybody else is sipping mom's cream to mint and you've stolen a bottle of whiskey that goes in your room. Don't be an asshole. (laughs) Don't let everybody drink mom's whiskey. Don't do it. It's for you and your closest. But yeah, no, of course. I mean, listen, if you're getting a fancy pants champagne, that's not for. The only reason people serve $8 million bottles of champagne at New Year's Eve is if they want to be 
hoity-toity pants. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's a champagne that you want to be able to taste. You want to be able to enjoy. Assumably, you're getting it because you love the company you're with. You know. Exactly. So you're not, this, you don't have to hide it in the bedroom in that case. No, but I mean, you can. You and your friends should hide in the bedroom at all times. But like the. <laughs> I hide know. in the bedroom with my friends all the time. Who doesn't? But I'm just saying like, you know, you don't need to spend $100 a bottle at a New Year's Absolutely Eve. Not. No, you shouldn't. Festivity. You really shouldn't. It's um, not necessary. So um, now that you've you've popped your bottles, you've got it sitting on ice. What should you pour it in? Um, I was going to say, what music should you have on? <laughs> <laughs> what music would you have on? Slap my bitch up rap. <laughs> That's talking about popping bottles. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were actually talking about the Prodigy song. Oh yeah, no. I mean that's fine too. <laughs> From Whatever. 1998. Yeah, no, obviously, <laughs> no one's listened to Prodigy since. Don't be stupid. <laughs> Smack my bitch up. Anyway. That was on. Although, although I didn't write it down because it just, well, it's smacked of racism. I'm going to be honest. But uh, several of our hoity-toity wine uh, websites, when I was looking for champagne facts, uh, took the time to explain that hip hop listeners tend to drink more champagne Ugh. than other types of music. And I wanted to be like, dear wineasshole.com. <laughs> Seriously, have you ever Stop been it. to NASCAR? Stop it. They fucking spread spray champagne across each other all the time. It, stop it with the racist bullshit. Stop it. Uh, to be but, fair, NASCAR is a little racist. But that's just a different story. Different story altogether. Um, yeah, it was a very silly tip. Uh, so you can listen to whatever you like on the radio when drinking your champagne fantastic because i have a loop of the my little pony theme song <laughs> okay so you've got your my little pony on you've popped your bottle it's at just the right temperature what are you pouring it in sean ideally you're gonna pour it into a flute a flute you say a how flute. do you feel if i pour it into a recorder <laughs> this is funny because right before we recorded this episode i was looking online for christmas gifts for my niece and i found a frozen two recorder with songbook um and i asked my brother if i could buy that and he told me and i quote fuck off yes i was gonna say no there's not a single sibling in the world that would approve of said purchase <laughs> i'm just thinking like it's a pandemic she should make music she should make music not that but she should make music. <laughs> Uh, but a champagne flute is the way to go. I know you'll see like in the great Gatsby and in movies and stuff like that. Everybody's in a, in a coupe, that sort of round flat glass was very trendy for a while. And you don't want that because it lets the gas escape. All the bubbles are gone before you also finish. It's easier to spill. It's also easier to spill. Um, it should be glass. It shouldn't be plastic. Ugh. I, I, I understand that not everybody has a bunch of glass champagne flutes laying around and that buying the Party City bag of assemble net later plastic flutes is sometimes easier. Sure. I mean, I have one literally in eyeline, but it's <laughs> <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. But it, you just, it does, plastic does affect the taste of the wine. And it does. And listen, you, got, you guys know that. You don't need this champagne talk to learn that. If you drink your soda straight out of a can, it tastes different than it does if you put it in a glass. Like yeah. the, the vessel effects it does Plus, affect. also and we shouldn't be drinking out of plastic at all anymore because it's single use and it's killing the planet so 100 get some glasses we should we, we should do a, an episode on glasses maybe when we can be in the same room together yeah because we'll we could play them as music oh my goodness yep we could do like some the swiping no, and not the, with like, this one <laughs> and the tinking and maybe we can learn a song yeah um, or we can do a comparison of the same wine in six different glasses 
Ooh, yeah, that's fun. Uh, and see that it's not just a bunch of hooey. Yeah. How, how the vessel we drink out of does. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so if you want a, 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 a champagne flute, I'd say the ones that are slightly tulip shaped okay. rather, rather than more uh, V-shaped. Yep, yep. Mine um, is very clearly V-shaped. Uh, I'm, I will ha happily take a picture of it with my bottle uh, to share. Uh, so I'm wrong. You're not I'll wrong. Be, I'll, no, I'll be the don't. Right. It's just my personal preference. Okay. Is that tulip shape because it allows the aromas to catch in the glass a little more Ooh. so that you can get your nose in there and smell it before you drink it. But uh, the V shape is fine. It's the right, it's the right style of glass. It's the right thing. It's just my own personal preference is for a tulip shaped glass. And as I once, I once did an, a one woman show off, off Broadway, humble brag. My parents <laughs> came. Um, oh. <laughs> ooh. Uh, they bought anyway, tickets and everything. They bought they their cost? own tickets. Uh, Cause I'm a cheap bitch. No, they wanted to. And, uh, and yes, other people came as well, but whatever, who cares about them? No, I'm just kidding. It was a very fun time. And uh, I said, Sang about 32 uh, songs that were all belting and the musical director was like you don't want to break at all and I was like boring we belt or we don't sing because um, you know you all have listened to me I'm I was say, how, how'd that vocal notes surgery go um, I, well luckily I am an exceptional belter <laughs> uh, but we did I opened the show uh, with um, the big song from Wicked and the joke was I know it might seem like we started with the money shot, but there's no way I'll be able to sing this at the end of the show. So it's my show. That's how we're opening. Um, anyway, uh, the show was called Seeing the Glass. And the message uh, was, it doesn't matter if it's full or half full or half empty. As long as you've got a glass, put some drink in it and let's party, right? So very same me, just uh, at an off-Broadway theater. I went to a bunch of thrift stores because my vision for the set was all these glasses everywhere. And mm. might I recommend, if you are not looking to spend tons of money on very expensive champagne glasses, Ikea has them cheap. There's lots of cheap champagne glasses. But a fun thing to do was, that was super fun. I bought all sorts of random, some were vintage, some were just crap glasses. That's great. Uh, in, in a bunch of shapes and it was super cool. And it ended up looking, I didn't buy nearly enough for my full vision, Sean, I'll be honest. Well, but no. I was on a budget and also didn't want to carry all these glasses. <laughs> so <laughs> I was on a budget and I didn't have a crew. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I know that feeling. But the very the glass that I'm drinking out of right now, that's also where it came from. It was just from a regular like thrift store suite of, of their glassware. That's fantastic. Uh, last year for, for our New Year's party, I didn't want to serve out of plastic. So I went and I bought glasses. I went to the, you know, the discount store over sure. by Dittmer, you know, the your home goods store. They had some stuff, but uh, I did go to TJ Maxx because I know that you can often find real crystal. Yeah. For dirt cheap there. Cause um, you're a Maxinista. I am Maxinista. I uh, <laughs> hate that store with an impetuous fervor. Um, I like other, uh, just to be clear, in case TJ Maxx wants to sponsor us and give us money, I like other TJ Maxx's. I just don't yes. like the one in Astoria. I it think is, it's badly laid out. I think it's badly yeah. stocked. And I think it's badly staffed. It is hard so, to navigate in there. Take that, TJ. But I found this box of... <laughs> <laughs> I did find a good shower curtain there. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my mattress pad there. Um, 
but I bought this box of uh, Bohemian Bohemian Crystal uh, flutes. Very fancy. I was I was shocked shocked I tell you to find them hidden behind some Mikasa uh, beer tumblers. Yeah, with its arm broken or something (laughs) stupid. Yeah, and I found them like oh my god, this is amazing. It's six glasses for ten (gasps) dollars. That's so, so exciting. I ran downstairs, which waited is where the registers are. Uh, not that I ran downstairs hours. with the glasses. I waited in line for two and a half hours. Actually, no, I didn't. I did something smart because I also bought um, a Christmas present at the jewelry counter. That's the way. There it is. That's the, if you take nothing away from this bonus episode about champagne, <laughs> that is the best tip we can give you. Go to the jewelry counter at TJ Maxx. Go to the jewelry counter. Nine times out of 10, they'll just ring you up. Sometimes they might ask you to buy something from the jewelry counter. Get some in, earrings. In which case, yeah, get a $1.99 set of My Little Pony earrings to go with the <laughs> the soundtrack on repeat during your New Year's Eve party. While um, you sip your champs out well, of your fancy new glasses you didn't have to glasses. wait to pay for. But then I found out why they were $10. The stems were all broken. I got home and um, this was clearly a return. So there were five glasses, not six. And of the five... <laughs> Three of them had their stems broken and get this. They were scotch taped on and stuffed with Halloween napkins. This moment of silence is brought to you by my <laughs> utter despair. I I mean, I still got two very nice. I am Jen's broken liver. <laughs> like what was that bit in fight club when they, okay. So I, I that is. Yeah. I, <laughs> But like okay. I, I like I, I the box was sealed, so I didn't want the to. The only it. thing missing from this is lipstick on the rim. <laughs> there was no lipstick on the rim, but there were Halloween napkins stuffed in the glass and all around the box, so that when I picked it up, I couldn't. You didn't hear, hear it tingling. Oh, <laughs> get out of here! But the fact that somebody took the time to scotch the time. tape, scotch tape, like oh the cojones. <laughs> The fucking cojones. I mean, I couldn't even be mad at you that point. You can't be mad. How can you be mad? I, I was like, great. So I got two glasses for five bucks a pop. Trick or They're treat. nice glasses. Like, I don't even, like, that's bananas. <laughs> so you've got your glassware. Um, oh, my no, God. So we you're drinking it out of a flute. We uh, we did not talk about opening the bottle. Let's talk about opening the bottle quick. The people need to know, because people get very nervous. They do. You see it in restaurants all the time. Everybody makes that face. Is it going to pop? Is it yep, going to foam yep. everywhere? Um, so hold the bottle firmly in one hand and with your other hand twist or hold the cork and then twist the bottle, not the cork. I would like to say that again for the people in the back, twist the bottle. That is the key. That's the key. That's it. It's, I didn't know how to open wine or champagne when I first moved to New York city. I'd never opened either. I had no idea. I worked at a restaurant where I was asked to open both bottles by customers all the time. And every time I would pass it off to somebody else, somebody, yeah. um, Hey, do you have time to open a bottle for a until people cottoned on to my bullshit? And they were like, okay, enough. And the bartender made me open a thousand bottles of each. Yeah. And you have to do it. You have to just do it. And you can't be nervous, but the key to champagne or anything sparkly twist the bottle, twist the bottle mate. You you'll feel the pressure. Like if I I'm, I'm right-handed, so I hold the bottle in my right hand and the cork in my left hand, and you'll feel the pressure in your left hand, and you can judge how quick to twist. And you don't, I know we all love that iconic pop, but that's not what you want. You want a, like a, just a, a slow release of the gas. 
because otherwise you're blowing all your bubbles out and then you're blowing your bubbles blowing your bubbles oh uncle bubbles why would you (laughs) (laughs) uh you just they just paid a hundred dollars for a bottle of champagne you don't want to that you yeah yeah you don't want to make it flat already and if you want to look fancy and you're doing it in or you're or you have a room full of people that have some sort of weird champagne ptsd (laughs) like put a towel over the bottle yes at the cork end but you're still twisting the bottle. You're t- but like, it makes the people feel better if you're holding this. I mean, we I worked at Caroline's on Broadway for a while. Uh, oh. Well, I know before I got, I thought it was a good way to get into a comedy, but it is a good way to serve comedians drinks. Uh, so same. And um, but we there was one day out of nowhere that Caroline herself was dismayed that I was serving the one bottle of champagne someone ordered in a, like we used to have a regular customer who would sit in the front every week. He brought a different woman with him every week. He always asked that I was his waitress because it didn't, and he insisted, like he was that guy. He was like, Jen will wait on me. It doesn't matter where she is. Um, Because I was the only person who didn't go, you're a different chick. Um, (laughs) Ah, Cause whatever, not my business. Uh, He would, he didn't, he didn't want to order. He just wanted me to bring the champagne. He would always order a bottle of Dom. He wanted me to open it at the table. And then he wanted me to have um, a shot glass of blue Curacao. Cause apparently he liked when his ladies drank blue champagne. So oh listen, God. he had some quirks and he le- always gave me a hundred dollars. So we let played him, along with the quirks. Yeah. Listen, that's every week. That's 400 bucks a month right there. One guy. Um, anyway, so that's what I would do. And he, uh, I was bringing him his champagne, this guy who was like a, a rake, if you will. And <laughs> Caroline herself was like, do you not want to wrap that champagne in a cloth? And I was like, girl, we don't have cloths. Like, what, have you looked at, you own a comedy club. Like, what are you doing? Have you smelled it in here recently? We don't have cloths. That was the same, I think that was the same like time frame that we discovered the reason the coffee maker was only making half as much coffee was because the line was clogged with cockroach carcasses. Ugh! Gross. You Gross. made the sound in the bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody keeping score? That's Gen 3, Sean 2. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, when you, when you're studying wine or studying wine service and like that, they do tell you, leave the cage on, like loosen it, keep your thumb on the top of it, loosen it, uh, and then pull it with a cloth, put it over, twist the bottle and pull it. Never take the cage off the cork. The thought being, you never know who touched that bottle, who brought it up from the cellar, who brought it to the service area. Uh, it might've gotten a little shaken up. So if you take that cage off and for that three seconds that your thumb is no longer on the cork it could pop and blow up all over your guest so leave the cage on loosen it make sure it's free of the rim twist your bottle pop it out and then go opa because everybody loves it when you do that yeah i mean especially here in astoria yeah especially here in astoria it's perfect I will admit that not a single restaurant I've ever worked at in my entire life, and there's about 82,000 of them, although most of them were trash, um, did we ever leave the cage on. And it was only because they were not big enough. It wasn't a fancy enough establishment sure. at any point that it was like $100 bottles of shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, as long as, like, guests were always a little like, ooh, don't take my eye out, darling. But otherwise, like, 
it wasn't ever that fancy. So, you know, you, if you were in control, I, you always did the, I always did the cage at the table. Cause I actually sometimes save the cages for an unknown craft project. I eventually will do. You make a little chair and table out of it. Oh yeah. I'll find the YouTube link. I'll put it on the. Thanks. Thing. I think people should learn how to do crafts. I may yeah. be saving all of our corks for a very special project. Uh, I have, uh, ooh, I've got about 10 pounds of cork. Cause I, when I get to 15 pounds, I can send them to a recycler. So I've got about Wait, 10. Is that true? That's yeah. a true thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple different companies out there uh, that you can mail them to or uh, Whole Foods. They generally just have a bucket. Uh, you can drop your corks in for cork recycling. Folks, I'd like to, uh, I'd like us to round up this uh, bonus episode with that tip right there. The more you drink, the more you can recycle. There you go. Saving the world one bottle at a time. I mean, that's bottled up. If ever I heard <laughs> that's it. bottled up. Cheers. Thanks everybody for joining <laughs> us at this bonus episode. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of bottled up a wine podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you learned something about champagne in the process. If you did, head on over to your favorite podcasting app and click that like button, click follow, subscribe, give us a rating, and say hi. We like it when you say hi. As we head into 2021, Jen and I want to thank you guys. Thanks for coming along on this podcasting journey with us. We're having a lot of fun making this podcast, and we hope you're having a lot of fun listening. So go ahead, pop open a bottle, pour yourself a glass, and let it all out. Happy New Year, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.